by what is expected to be a monster storm that just recently started snowing here in the city. The schools are closed from here to Boston. Mark Hertzgard, executive director of Covering Climate Now, will link to your new article in The Nation. It's a 2024 election season. Where's the climate story? And thanks so much to Michael Mann, professor of Earth and Environmental Science at University of Pennsylvania, just awarded $1 million in a defamation lawsuit. Happy birthday to Brendan Allen. I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez. Latino New Yorkers were eight times more likely to be arrested like for cannabis than white New Yorkers over the past 30 years. Black New Yorkers, 15 times more likely. White, black, or brown, data shows we all use cannabis at the same rate. Now New York has changed course and legalized cannabis for adults 21 and over. We are building an equitable industry that invests in communities. Learn more and visit cannabis.ny.gov. And you're listening to radio station WUSB Stony Brook, broadcasting at 90.1 FM and 107.3 FM on the FM dial, as well as over WUSB.FM over the Internet. It's 6 o'clock on a Tuesday. Time for another edition of Off the Wall.
And a very good evening to everybody. The program is Off the Wall. Emmanuel Goldstein here with you. Joined tonight by Kyle. It is. It is Off the Wall. And we're on the air. That's true. Almost the name of the show, on the air, but it was a little too presumptuous, so Off the Wall was a bit more appropriate. It definitely supports it. You have to have a special meeting about that. Um, but anyway, um, doesn't matter. Um, we are here on uh, a most auspicious day. Is that the right word to use? Auspicious? Snauspicious. Kids, look that up at home. That's, um, that's, that's one of your words for, for the week. Uh, yeah, well, um, okay. Um, this was uh, the first winter storm warning uh, for the area in two years. Um, two years, um, and, and and the predictions were pretty. Um, they were pretty dire. Uh, they were saying up to a foot of snow. Uh, there was a, a, a drastic or dramatic uh, a change in the forecast since Sunday night, when all they were saying we get was a coating or an inch, and um, then all the way up to. Uh, uh, almost a foot, but uh, um, okay. Here's the thing. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that some people got that. Uh, here on the North Shore, it was kind of like a coating or an inch. But you know what? I'm going to take the high road on this, uh, even though uh, I got personally screwed on the snow. Um, the fact that I see, you know, kids sleigh riding off the side of the expressway or whatever. Uh, there aren't many hills left. Uh, <laughs> That that's fine. That's fine. Okay, I'm I'm happy that uh, some of us got a snowstorm. Next time, though, I'd like for all of us to get a snowstorm. <sighs> yeah, it's slippery. This is this is what I call um, roof snow. You know what roof snow is, right? I'm learning very <laughs> uh, suddenly, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It, it it really it's not sustained snow, and the 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 quickness of however the however much the amount was plus the warming effect leads to this sort of heaviness heavy yes it's heavy snow it's uh, it's sticking to the trees for some reason and then falling off the trees in um in, in big clumps and when it hits a building boy it makes a it makes a loud sound uh so when you hear that for the first time you think something something really big is happening uh, and it just keeps happening over and over again. If you're walking around, too, you're going to get hit by one of these clumps. I don't think it hurts very much, but um, it's dramatic. So, yeah, roof snow, it's a thing. And that's what we have uh, this time. Not a whole lot of it, but uh, it's up there in the trees, and it's coming down. And I guess, you know, tonight it'll get colder. Maybe it'll it'll become icier. Or maybe it won't fall at all. I'm not sure. What remains. Yeah, there's a lot of moisture mixed in with this sudden... Um uh, uh, accumulation. So the, the roads are still treacherous. There is a lot of clearing activity, at least people trying to maintain because of anticipated icing if it does get colder. So be on the lookout, be alert. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, and I'm glad we're talking about winter. I'm glad we're talking about snow. That's what we should be doing in February. And the thing that really kind of inspired me was... The fact that um, looking at the weather forecast a few days ago, there was no mention of any possibility of snow. And then all of a sudden it changed and uh, people were panicking. And that's what I like to see. I, I don't mean it that way. I mean, I like to see a change in the weather where it's possible to get snow. If you panic, that's your choice. Anyway, uh, stay safe. Stay dry. Uh, be aware of the snow clumps falling from the trees. And hopefully this is not the last of winter that we see. Come on. You know you love it. 
I just love how it changes the whole uh, appearance. Things that were in very like vibrant or different sort of uh, shades and, and stuff just become subsumed, totally covered, and encased yeah. in this like uh, blanket of of reflective uh, uh, crystals. So it, it just things when it does get light, it didn't really turn to like a clear sky yet mm-hmm. with this on the ground so things weren't didn't sparkle in that in that way but you knew it was coming down when it started and well we had it under these skies for however long until it is totally gone and then maybe there will be uh more so yeah you know i uh, i i have sure. fond recollections of of you know large amounts of snow coming down i'm talking 20 inches and boy you talk about the blanket effect that <laughs> that is something you remember just the the sol- the, the 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 silence the quiet uh, from that snow um, uh, just being on the ground when it first falls. And that, that applies to the city as well. There's nothing better than walking down streets in the city uh, when snow has just fallen and there aren't very many cars moving around at all. And that same silence, it just kind of takes over. So it's a magical time. So let's hope that we uh, we see some more of it. Uh, today, though, is also another uh, auspicious occasion. Uh, it's um, and we warn people about this. It's a special election. Yeah, that was today. The day, we said the day before Valentine's Day. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. It, it's also Ash Wednesday. Does that conflict in any way? Are there rules for Ash Wednesday uh, that uh, make Valentine's Day difficult to to celebrate? Or no, I think love was pretty. I mean, sure. I don't know. There was a lot of love. I mean, amidst a lot of other stuff uh-huh. in that story. But yeah, I think think it sort of. It co coexists. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, those of you out there practicing both, um, um, you know, um, best of luck with that. Um, but anyway, the, the important thing is today, today is the special election uh, to replace the uh, defect of George Santos, who had to be replaced, as we, as we just mentioned, um, because he was a liar and a criminal and um, incompetent. And um, I could go on, but the important thing is that we're replacing him with somebody else. Uh, now, there are uh, two people that are running. There is um, uh, the former uh, congressman, Tom Swazi, uh, Democratic nominee. Uh, he uh, had served in the position before until he gave up the position to run against the governor for some reason in the race for governor when he had absolutely no chance of winning uh, in his own party. And, um, yeah, uh, now he wants the job back. Okay, fine. Uh, and then you have uh, Nassau County Legislator Mazzy Pilip, uh, who is the nominee for both the Republican and uh, conservative parties. I think I know that uh, name from some of the attack ads. Well, there's a lot of attack ads going on here. You notice some of that, too. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, now, you know, Swazi, uh, you know, he's not my favorite person, uh, but, um, you know, he, he, he did the job for six years. Uh, he's uh, held... Other elected offices on Long Island back in, in the 1990s, as far back as then, the mayor of Glen Cove, he was a Nassau County executive. And he, he, he wasn't, uh, you know, a racist pig, unlike some Nassau County executives. Uh, so, okay, it's a known entity. You know what you're getting with him. Uh, and um, would be a very important um, uh, a chip in the Republican armor uh, as far as the slim majority that they hold in the House of Representatives. Uh, now, um, who is this uh, Mazi uh, Pilip? That's a good question. She's an Ethiopian-born veteran of the Israeli Defense Forces, uh, where she served as a gunsmith in a paratrooper unit. And you know what? 
All the power to you. That's great. That's wonderful. Nothing against that. But you're running for Congress in the United States. I'm not sure that should be the first thing on, on, on the list of, of your accomplishments. You know, what is it that you bring to the area? And, and how do you represent? I'm not seeing that. You know, I, I saw a lot of ads uh, from her, and they're just, they're kind of all over the place. Uh, she, now, she was elected to the Nassau County Legislature, so she's, you know, uh, in, in that body at least. Uh, but here's something weird. Uh, she was elected on the Republican and Conservative Party line. Uh, however, she's a registered Democrat. Okay, so I don't really know where she's coming from. Um, on, on, on the campaign trail, she has declined to say whether she voted for Trump in 2016 and 2020. And, you know, she has every right not to share that. And ballots are secret after all. But um, you do have, when you're running for elected office, you do have to be very clear as to your position. Now, for instance, on, um, on, on the issue of, um, of abortion, you might have seen this coming up a number of times where she keeps insisting that she is pro-life. Um, and then uh, she says that it's her, her right to choose to be pro-life. And <laughs> that is the epitome of being pro-choice. And when somebody calls her up on that, she gets very flustered and can't say, yes, I'm pro-choice. That is what you are. If you say that you have the right to choose to be pro-life, that is all the pro-choice people are saying. Everyone should have the right to, to be. How can you not just acknowledge that? You know, if you did acknowledge that, you might actually win some votes. But I guess the bosses in the Republican Party won't allow that kind of a phrase to be uttered. Um, okay, but, you know, that, that speaks volumes. That really speaks volumes. I, and she was a uh, lingui linguistic contortionist in, in that uh, re Olympics. response. She was in the Olympics. Right? Unbelievable. Just a pretzel of logic around the whole, uh, just being out with it and saying this is, and, and very plain about uh, the, the position and what platform she'll actually support. Because, yeah, I mean, your personal versus your political life should synchronize, I would hope. I mean, in your authentic representation as a, um, a potential um, a candidate or an elected official to, to your uh, supporters. They, mm -hmm. they should probably have a, an honest feeling about... Um, your preference, and that that will be um, how you'll represent other people, especially with something so personal. Now, uh, this is all taking place in the third congressional district. Now, this this has been a real carnival. Um, uh, in 2022, uh, there was a map drawn by Democratic lawmakers, um, and and that was rejected by a New York court. Now, you know, to, to put this in perspective, all over the country. Republicans are gerrymandering and redrawing maps and getting all kinds of advantages. They tried that once in New York with a Democratic majority, a supermajority, in fact. And even with that, it gets rejected uh, because everyone's trying to play fair. And sometimes that's a good idea. Sometimes it's not a good idea. If, if, if the other side is not playing fair ever, is it really to your advantage to keep taking that high road? Not sure it is. In this case, uh, they, they lost, and, and their map was a place with a much more Republican-friendly map here in New York, and that created the current District 3, 
and it played a key role in the election of George Santos and other New York Republicans. And those victories helped Republicans reclaim control of the U.S. House. <laughs> That's the effect it had. That's the effect taking the high road had in New York. But District 3, in its current form, will cease to exist early next year after New York's highest court ordered yet another congressional map to be drawn for this year's elections. And that map was friendlier to Democrats. So it's you need a roadmap to keep up with all this. Uh, but here's the thing. If... Um, if you qualify, if you vote, if, if you live in the third district, uh, you have uh, just over two and a half hours to get down to the polls. And I'll tell you where you have to be in order to do this. It's part of Nassau County and it's part of Queens. And um, it seems that um, um, the Republican has the advantage in Nassau. The Democrat has the advantage in Queens. Uh, so it's um, it's going to be interesting. And we'll start getting returns later tonight. Um, okay, so um, in Nassau County, we have Oyster Bay Cove, Old Brookville, Levittown. You know, I still can't find Levittown. I, I mention this all the time. I've lived here all my life. I should know where Levittown is. I don't know where Levittown is. I know it's in Nassau County somewhere. I don't think I've ever been in Levittown. I don't know if there's a Levittown village. I would, If somebody asked me on the side of the road, how do I get to Levittown? I would just have like a wise guy type of, you know, remark. Uh, saying something like just, uh, I guess, through, you know, accidents or something. Uh, but I don't know how to get there. So uh, if you live in Levittown, I'm sorry. Not that you live there, but that I don't know where you are. Uh, okay, continuing. Glen Cove, uh, Roslyn, Manhasset, Plainview, Bethpage, Port Washington, Hicksville, Jericho. You notice my voice went up at Hicks. I like Hicksville. It's something, I like the name. I like the community. Um, all kinds of Indian places there. It's, it's, it's really, it's a fascinating. Check it out. Take the train over to Hicksville. Just walk around. Uh, Hicksville, Jericho, Syosset, uh, Mineola. I feel like a train conductor right now. <laughs> Mineola, next stop. Hillside facilities, employee only. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, Farmingdale, uh, Massapequa Park, Great Neck. And that's, that's it for Nassau County. Uh, if you, uh, are in Queens, okay, um, these neighborhoods are in the 3rd Congressional District as well. Little Neck, Whitestone, Glen Oaks, Floral Park, and Queens Village. So if you're in any of those places, or you know anybody who's in any of those places, get down to the polls today, before 9 o'clock, and vote. Because your vote will count. It'll count a lot. Because this special election, not many people turn out. And, uh, you know, when it snows, uh, even more people don't turn out. So your vote will really matter quite a bit. I got a ballot recently. You did, but not for this election. No, mine's coming up uh, later next month. I saw I saw the president's name. I saw the president's name, and I saw that other guy's name on, on yeah. the ballot. So are you, is this the November ballot? You're, ballot? you're voting already? I'm colorblind to that that side of the ballot. But yeah, yeah, I am. It's uh, for the November. primary. Well, that's not November then, is it? Right. This is for uh, the general. The general election is November, Kyle. So I'm not sure what you're saying. You're, you're voting in to the general. To determine, yeah, the the. Uh, let's let's start over. You got a ballot right. in the mail. You're putting a lot of pressure on me. I'm just asking a simple question. I was just it, being conversational. Is it for the November election or something else? No, it's for the election prior to that. Ah, thanks. And what is that election called? I don't know. You don't know what it's called. Okay. 
again with the pressure. <laughs> just, just, you really, you really um, need to just okay, fine, fine. pump the brakes a little. So this unnamed election that you got a, a ballot for in the mail, tell me. Uh, it was for the candidate of president. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess uh, it's an early part of that, or may, maybe it is the whole thing. I'm going to participate regardless. Um, and it's I'll the, have more information about next week. It's the primary, right? Isn't it the primary? Or is it the caucus? I, that's what I said, right? I, multiple I didn't, times. I, I'm sorry, I didn't I think I, I, did, I did not hear the word primary. That's what, uh, I, was, that's what I was And I was for. talking about before the general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I don't know that for a fact. It's just, it's something, I believe, because of party registration. You pointed that out. Well, yeah. I'm you, not sure how can, it goes okay, here. It, well, I'll tell you how it goes here. It goes, it goes unfairly here. I don't get to vote. I don't get to vote in the, um, in the um, what do you call it, um, uh, primary in New York. I get to vote in the um, um, the election. The actual, oh, you have, you have your ballot right here. Okay. Imagine that. <laughs> Is this legal? Can you do this over the radio? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna actually. Uh Read it okay. uh, out on the air, and and, and we uh, say this is Washington State. I don't, think, I don't think we say this is Washington State. Yeah, okay. Oh, who cares? Well, it's, it's important. State. It's important. People know. All right. What, what, so you see how it's blank. Oh, they sent and there's just no one. Blank piece of paper. No, that that's the back. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if they did that? They send you a blank piece of paper, and you, you figure it so out. So this is. I I think this is the primary election ballot. So each party you get to participate in one or the other. But you can choose. Yeah. You well, could, why would they print multiple, like you get one or the other, or why would they have a separate that's how, state? That's how it works. In, so it in, makes this sense. State, in this state, look, I, I like the way they do it in your state, but in this state, first of all, you have to be part of a party, which I guess you have to be in your state too, but you only get well, yeah. to vote in your party, but you can cross party lines and, and, and you know vote for Nikki Haley instead of Donald Trump. Bite your tongue. Well, I'm just saying you could. That might hurt him, you know. You're a, you're a sick, sick man. It's a strategic chess game that you're playing here. So, uh, you know, tread carefully. Is that legal? Can I do that? Do I, do I have to check with the party first? I, think it, I don't think you have to check with the party. But I think it says there that you can do that. I'm pretty sure. There's a lot of a lot more instructions than there are choices. Uh, yeah, there's a what, big folding. Are you uh, looking for a prize in there? Uh, you're shaking it like something's going to fall out. Uh, everything's fine. All right. All It'll right. be fine. Is there, but, but yeah, this is for the primary. And if I understand correctly, everybody in Washington State votes by mail. There, yes, there are no uh, other uh, ways, generally speaking. Uh-huh. There might be a provisional or other ways for people that need certain criteria or uh, assistance. I, I find that amazing that that happens. It works, and Republicans don't like it at all. In fact, if it was up to them, uh, none of you would vote because they don't like mail-in voting, and um, uh, you don't have anything else. So. I think if you asked anyone uh, or, or voted generally, like, what people think about it, especially after having done it for so very long, um, most people would say they, they don't mind it. It's, it's uh, a, a simple process. There's a paper record, mm-hmm. and uh, you can vote as a household and in the comfort of your home. You can take your time looking through some of the um, the uh, materials that they give out for uh, candidate profiles, uh, and maybe supplement that with your own sort of um, uh, reading and and um, news gathering. But all of that is is uh, at your own pace, mm-hmm. and that could be like immediately, or you can wait. Uh, and that's just 
a lot different than having to show up at a venue on a very particular day. On a snowy day. In a window of, of time. Yeah, so I, I'm, I feel for people that are um, alienated from what I'm talking about, but if you have this in your locale, please um, participate in whatever way you can because it is a way to get on record for what you feel. And in this particular case about the leadership of this country, there are a lot of other names on there, though. Um, oh, and read, you're right. Read I guess, the names. No, I want to hear is, the names. Is, is it really worth um, putting a vote across party lines? Like, I don't know. Are people really doing that? Well, uh, the fact that you can tells me that, yeah, it must be a thing. I feel like I feel like that is state by like you would really have to know the strategy state by state if that even helps at all so okay uh, let's start with the democratic party it's uh joe biden uh and read it in the order it shows up so joe biden is at the top okay dean phillips marianne williamson uncommitted delegates and a blank line uncommitted delegates okay uh and then republican party Chris Christie. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris Christie is first? First of all, he dropped out. Well, he is first. And he's on the top. Okay. Above the fold. Wow. And uh, that's followed by Ron DeSantis. Wait, Ron DeSantis. Hold on a second. <laughs> all right. So all these, okay, fine. Uh, Trump's going to be livid about this when he finds out, because he doesn't know about this yet. I don't want to hold up the whole show with this, but uh, Nikki Haley. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to do this every time. Three candidates above Trump. He is fit to be tied now. Vivek. Vivek oh, no Vivek. way. Vivek is above him, too. Boy, somebody doesn't like Trump in Washington. R- Ramaswamy and DJT. Okay. And I, I assume they don't say it that way. Followed by, followed by blank line. There's nobody after Trump. Okay. That's, yeah. that's, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. When do you have to uh, cast this ballot by? Uh, Mid-March. Oh, you have plenty of time. Okay, so uh, if you're if you're unsure about anything, um, well, I guess I guess we should talk about the elephant in the room. The, the I guess it's the Republican elephant in the room. Um, of course, uh, this has to do with um, what was uh, released last week. Uh, you may have heard about this: uh, a special counsel's report investigating uh, Biden's possession of classified documents. Um, yeah, so they found out, or this this guy, again, this is an example of, of Democrats playing fair, taking the high road. Uh, and um, uh, this, this guy being appointed, even though he was a Trump appointee, a Republican, yeah, let's have you investigate uh, Biden's uh, possession of classified documents, um, and, and, and you'll do a, a fair job, right? Well, the guy found out that um, there wasn't a case. That's the story. That really is the story. Uh, there was no case against Biden for um, uh, deliberately withholding classified information. As soon as he discovered he had them, he turned them over and cooperated. Um, but um, the guys wasn't done. Okay, the, um, the the special counsel went on to say that um, Biden's memory was hazy, fuzzy, faulty, poor. He had significant limitations. Um, noting that Biden could not recall defining milestones in his own life, such as when his son Bo died or when he served as vice president. I, you know, I would 
I would like to see what exactly they're referring to there and how they reached those conclusions, because that sounds really, really suspicious. But what is being seen here, I think what a lot of people are are, um, rightly observing, is that this is kind of a passive-aggressive way of attacking Biden to make him seem incompetent, and we're all taking the bait. Because what have people been talking about over the past uh, week is Biden's age. But you have to ask yourself, okay, what did Biden do in recent memory, if we can, if we can remember, uh, to justify this? And the answer is nothing. He did nothing. Yeah, it's this lens of, of incompetence versus viewing what competencies there are. And it's this weird framing that we can't get over. Um, so I, I don't know. They're definitely trying different things and mm-hmm. we'll see if that convinces people. But, um, there seems to be, I don't know, a lot of, uh, people going to bat like Nancy Pelosi and different, um, proxies that would, uh, stand in and speak to his character and how mm-hmm. their relationship is um, uh, nothing short of, you know, you know, wh- whatever aspirational ideal Democrats might have. So, I mean, there's, I think it's maybe more, I don't know, more or less manufactured. It's a manufactured question mm-hmm. starting by the critique the the sort of uh, attacks and and then yeah. um becoming this sort of internalization within the party or something where we have to like basically um have it out like just exhaust people with it um so that it it is you know hard hard to believe or hard hard to be um vulnerable on as far as a, an attack or yeah, anything I mean, look here's the thing if 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 the guy is guilty of a crime, charge him with the crime, and if he's not guilty of or or not suspected even of a crime, you don't get to attack him and 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 make these i guess accusations that you're never going to follow through on. You know, uh, the guy's name, by the way, uh, Robert Hur, H-U-R, he's the uh, special counsel. Uh, and in his statement, ruling out prosecution of Biden over his retention of highly classified materials as a private citizen, um, Hur suggested that uh, Biden would seem too feeble to prosecute. <laughs> um, it would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Wow. Uh, Biden did not take that well. And why should he? He said the report's descriptions of his memory and his son's death were, quote, extraneous commentary, unquote, that had no place in this report. And about his son's death, he said, how in the hell dare he raise that? And uh, you could you could feel his anger. You could feel his anger. Uh, frankly, uh, he went on, uh, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attended by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away. It just seemed so unnecessarily cruel. 
And again, you know, why are we all taking the bait? Why are we all discussing? Look, we've talked about this before. Did we not know that Biden was going to be aging along with the rest of us? Did we think that somehow he was going to stop and and and, and remain at a certain age, or maybe even get younger? Yeah, you know, uh, four years ago, um, we should have known that four years from then, Biden would be four years older. And here he is. So now, here are the questions I want to ask. Um, uh, what is it that he has done that makes you concerned? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about him being 80. I'm talking about what has he actually done that causes you concern. Look, I'll, 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 I'll look at something that Trump did over the weekend. I'm sure you've heard of this. I, and by I, did, you mean policy, right? Uh, policy, actual words. Official action. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be action. Just, um, uh, you know, a statement of one sort or another. I'm not talking about, you know, getting a word wrong occasionally. I mean, this is what he's been doing all his life. He gets words wrong sometimes. He's, he stutters. Uh, it's, it's, it's not something that is disqualifying in any way. But everyone's making a big deal that he mixed up uh, Mexico and Egypt. Do you really think, do you really think that he doesn't know the difference between Mexico and Egypt? No, he, he did what any of us do and said the wrong word in a particular moment of stress. You know, what's, uh, what's his name? The uh, president of uh, Mexico. I, I, I mean, Egypt. What? You know, it's, it's funny because in watching so many commentators talking about this, do you know how many people stumbled over the name of the president of either Mexico or Egypt, or it was the prime minister. I don't even know. But, you know, they're, they're like, uh, yeah, so he got this name. Uh, what was the name again? Yeah, he got that name wrong. Uh, so you don't know either. And you're a reporter. You're supposed to know these things. So don't, don't say only the president has to have a photographic memory. No, you have responsibilities too. And if we're going to um, uh, uh, micro-focus on every little imperfection, well, let's play the game with everybody then. It's... Manuel Lopez Obrador. Obrador. Okay, we got a wise guy here, so you know the name. And he mis mistook it for Oberon. I, he didn't. It's not like he mistook it. He just. I mean, first of all, I mean, I messed it up just saying. I it. think he said the right name. He said the wrong country. Right. I'm oh, pretty Mexico, sure that Biden right. knows the difference between Mexico and Egypt. I'm so, pretty sure of that. So in his, he was thinking of the wrong name and associated the country, well, the just, correct country, with the wrong out, name. You know, okay. We all can point to our families or friends, but I remember as a kid, uh, occasionally people would visit. Um, we'd have an aunt or an uncle visit, or my, my grandparents would visit, uh, and it was you know it was nice. Mostly it was my grandparents who visited, but sometimes uh, one of my aunts or one of my uncles would visit as well. There was a time where um, three of my uncles visited, along with my grandparents, and that was what broke us because um, throughout that entire weekend. Every time somebody was called, the wrong name was used because we just, that was over our capacity. We couldn't handle that many people at the same time. And so, you know, I'm not going to give out the names, but uh, name A was referred to as name B. When, and it was obvious what was meant, but, you know, there's only so much you can, you can juggle at the same time. So that was our limitation in our family at that moment. Um, saying Mexico instead of um, uh, Egypt or Egypt instead of Mexico, I'm not even sure which. Um, you know, if, if oh, I thought it was hungry. But. Yeah, we don't even know if 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 um, your policy reflects that, and you're constantly making that mistake. That's an issue. Uh, but just occasionally substituting the wrong word, we all do that. We all do that. But okay, so here's the thing with Trump, uh, which I'm pretty sure you might have heard of, uh, where basically um, he um, 
he 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 uh brought up at one of his campaign rallies a conversation that he had with some leader of some country in the past uh who had asked uh what would happen if uh they if their country was not um um uh, current on their their NATO uh um subscription fee or whatever whatever it is that you call that thing um you know would they still stand up and uh, defend their country and Trump very clearly said no and he would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they wanted to any NATO member country that doesn't meet spending guidelines. Uh, Do you know how stupid a statement that is? It's not only stupid, it's dangerous. And it is something that, that is what we should be focusing on, cool. that kind of danger, that kind of, of moral depravity, uh, where you would actually say, yeah, you're an ally of ours, but you didn't pay us. And, and here's the other thing, he doesn't even understand how NATO works, because we don't get the money. <laughs> it's not, we're not the accountants there. Um, so that is, is is the headline. And if we're not focusing on that danger to our country, boy, we are naive and we are easily led around. Not only that, like that provocation, right? The the welcoming of some sort of uh, attack on a NATO um, member mm-hmm. would trigger NATO. So of course. all of a sudden, <laughs> you uh, are out the money. You've welcomed attack, and now you have um, activate full activation of NATO, and you're going to be paying for whatever kind of policing or or uh, deterrence you have to step up in response to that. Well, he so, seems to think he won't be. He seems to think he just. I mean, out I, of NATO. I guess jackpot for you know maintaining that level of force. Um, and a big payday for that uh, uh, area of mm-hmm. government, but it does nothing for like the overall uh, conditions of peace in in general, and really isn't the kind of leadership goading uh, uh, a, a state a, a member of a, a treaty organization like that to be attacked is like it's uh, asinine. I I just cannot fathom how. Anyone can can say, yeah, you know, uh, it's perfectly okay for him to say that, as as Republican leaders are already doing. Um, that is something that is just unacceptable. You know, <laughs> what what is what is your role as a leader if you're simply going to say, yeah, you know, come in with your tanks and roll over our friends because they they didn't pay up? Uh, that's <laughs> it. Sounds like like a mobster. That's what that's what they do. And I guess maybe we're not that far off. But come on, compare that. Compare that to what we're talking about with Biden. Well, that's it. It's not shock. We know that's who he is. It's exactly. That we know we're who that is. Framing this around that, like that, this is even um, a fair competition. <laughs> like it's just. It's not a competition at all. It, it, it's it's no comparison. It's no match. <laughs> and I, I I implore people who who's, who are are saying that yeah they're both old they're both uh, you know a problem. There is a big difference between the two, a really big difference. First of all, okay, Biden understands how NATO is funded, okay? He knows that the United States doesn't get to decide. The United States does not count the money. Um, He gets that. Trump does not get that. That's a big deal. That's a much bigger deal than saying Mexico when you meant to say Egypt or or, uh, uh, mixing up a couple of words occasionally. Uh, This is 
what somebody actually thinks. This is what somebody is actually going to do. That is a big difference. Also, the the idea that we should all be paying an equal proportion. I mean, we're a huge participant in that organization, the backbone, whatever, mm-hmm. a big player in that organization. So to try to compare it based on whether a country is um, at, at the agreed percentage, I mean, that's one thing. But treating it as though, like, everyone should be uh, paid up and even can, because, of course, where does that money come from? It comes from the, their relative right. <laughs> stature as an economy on the global stage, and that has many different factors, uh, economically speaking, that, and, and they run different, different, uh, and manage different ways of, uh, structuring the, the financing for their participation, and of course, their borders and their impact along, uh, as an ally is, is a factor. So like, to, to oversimplify it on such a stupid, dangerous level is, uh-huh. is, Further insulting. But, you know, to draw another comparison, let's look at Ukraine. Okay, Ukraine is not a member of NATO, but they are a country that is uh, uh, very much interested in, in uh, better ties with the West and becoming part of the EU, becoming part of NATO, and a, a country that the West is, is very interested in courting as well, and a country that uh, Russia is, is decimating right now. And um, with Trump's world... Um, he does not understand why Ukraine is important to the West. Biden clearly does. That's a big difference right there. But you can see from his words, he would never help Ukraine. He would not do that. He would let Ukraine be, be completely taken over by Russia. And is that something really that is good with you, the American voter? You really think that is the right move? It's so weak. How is it not weak? Please, anyone ever explain to me how that is not a weak Weak, weak position. You can use other words. <laughs> I, I can't think weak, of any other stupid, dangerous, keep it, you know, awful, you know, asinine. You know, uh, it, I, that's that's a good one, but mm-hmm. you know, these are these are these are super super squeaky airwaves here, and I want to keep. <laughs> oh, it, there are words I want. I want to keep it like that. No, right. I mean people have imagination. Okay, so that's the foreign, but it's foreign policy uh, stage there. And fully unbecoming. You can see yeah. that Biden is running circles around around uh, Trump in his understanding, in, in uh, his chess playing, in making the right decisions. But, you know, there's other things, too. Um, I, I dare say Joe Biden knows the difference between Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley, you know? <laughs> now, you can say, oh, yeah, Trump just made a mistake when he kept referring to um, uh, Nikki Haley and saying she was in charge of security for the Capitol, on January 6th, um, except he did it four times. It wasn't just a slip of the tongue. At that moment, he actually believed Nikki Haley was Nancy Pelosi. That's a big deal. Can you imagine if Biden did something like that? This is orders of magnitude worse than anything Biden ever did. So uh, I, I just find it really hard to accept this conversation that the whole nation is having about Biden's age when you're not looking at things that are true danger signs, not just uh, what somebody believes and, and the kind of personality they are, but their lack of a grasp of basic reality, that this person is not that person, never was, never will be. So, um, you know, Biden might mix up names occasionally, but he knows who the people are. <laughs> and that's, that's a big part of it. 
Um, I honestly don't think Donald Trump knows who certain people are, which is why he refers to, you know, the governor of Michigan as that woman or, or, or things. He doesn't retain names. And that's an important part of the job. It really is. Um, doesn't know history, doesn't respect history. Biden certainly does know history, and he certainly does respect history. You cannot deny that. Joe Biden, he's able to um, um, compromise. He's able to change his mind. We've seen that happen. It's happening right now uh, with uh, the Israeli situation. He's uh, he's he's basically um, adapting to the situation and seeing things that he didn't see right away. And you know what? I'll take it. You know, if he is somebody who actually will uh, modify his position and um, and 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 uh, share that journey with the rest of the country. I think that's better than um, than just having somebody who does not ever change or admit that maybe they approached this in the wrong way or maybe sided with the wrong people. So important part of the job is admitting when you're wrong. Yeah, that is really uncharacteristic, but uncharacteristic tran- transparency around having um, sort of uh, g- given it a chance and so f- so few words, but also uh, pushed and resisted and, you know, not and and owned basically lack of progress or a, a, a difference in, in action based on, you know, what he said and what um, what actually has been playing out on the battlefield there. Right. But it's a mess. No, there's no question about that. But the point is, He's able to adapt. He's able to change. That is so important to be able to do that and to admit you're wrong. You admit that maybe this isn't quite the right way and let's try something different. Trump could never do that, ever. Yeah, I I feel like especially in those um, rally settings, he's both um, the crowd as well as him as an orator are in this state, this sort of trance state, mm-hmm. and the re- repetition and almost getting in a loop on his own um, his own musing was very apparent in that flub over um, Nikki Haley or referencing Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi but naming Nikki Haley, and it's it's really emblematic of just how much he's been on that. Uh, campaign sort of rally circuit and is used to just doing his thing, riffing, but just continuing. And, and it's, it's almost, it, it, it's just this um, nonstop rambling. Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost as though he can't stop himself as he's talking. So even if he's noticing it's wrong, he can't stop saying Nikki Haley's name when it's completely like a total dissonance between what story he's telling and the name he's actually using. Well, it was very, very uh, like felt out of control. The, the other, the other part of this is that if people are, are so afraid to ever stand up to him or correct him, uh, then you just have this like emperor new clothes situation where somebody is just parading around, they can fool themselves, and nobody dares to tell them that, uh, okay, this is completely wrong and against all the facts. Well, and the the 
fact that people blindly support him either in a tight circle or as an audience, like no one, then it, you go to this level of logic where like, does it even matter? And he, you could even say maybe, I mean, he could just be speaking in tongues, like complete gibberish and people would still cheer. No, I think you're right. I think absolutely that'll happen. <laughs> Which is self. I think that's is, what we've seen. In fact, that doesn't matter what he says. People are just going to support him. It's an amazing thing to think about. And like, I'm sure there's like, software and stuff you could make him just be just babbling uh mindlessly and and make it fit to hours and hours of actual video it's it's as um i don't know valid i mean it, and, and important i mean i mean it, it would stand we, in we, easily we I could think. spend the rest of the night comparing the two i mean you know uh, biden uh clearly respects the law he respects courts even when they go against him uh, you know, when the Supreme Court goes against something that he believes in, he respects the ruling. Trump does not. He does not respect courts. He does not respect the law. Does not even respect the military. Uh, he he basically wants his way or no way at all. And if anybody disagrees with him, they're wrong. And he, he will not even acknowledge them. Um, <laughs> you know, that is a huge difference. Um, if if uh, you look at the two people as to who they are, um, Biden's not being charged with a crime anywhere. And uh, how many crimes is Donald Trump being charged with in multiple jurisdictions? You can't say this is all part of some kind of plot. Uh, there are all kinds of different jurisdictions that are, are, are basically following up on charges, and they have very good cases. <sighs> what else? Biden can laugh at himself? Can you think, you think Trump could laugh at himself? Definitely not. Definitely not. And, you know, Biden has served with, God, it must be hundreds of people in various uh, places, Senate, uh, uh, Congress, uh, everywhere. <laughs> he knows all these people. Uh, Trump knows business people. And that's it. Doesn't care for anything else. Doesn't care for anything on the world stage. Uh, doesn't care for anything uh, uh, locally unless it's to benefit him. Look, they're both old. We know this. We knew this before. But I got to tell you, you know, there's a lot of old people serving in governments. In fact, I um, did a little uh, Internet search here. Uh, not who the oldest um, state leaders are. The president of Cameroon is 90. Um, the um, uh, Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the Palestinian National Authority, he's 88. Did you know that? Wow. Uh, Salman bin Abdulaziz al-Saad of Saudi Arabia, 88. Pope Francis? 87? Yeah, he counts as a world leader. 87. Uh, Harold V, the king of Norway, he's 86. Uh, Ali Khamani, supreme leader of Iran, he's 84. Uh, what is it about in the Middle East? Everybody lives forever. Amir of Kuwait, uh, 83. Okay, here's one. Uh, Michael Higgins, president of Ireland, is 82. Uh, Sergio Mattarella, president of Italy, 82. Uh, uh, Nagalo uh, Mumba, president of Namibia, 82. Biden doesn't even make the top 10. <laughs> I, I mean, people are up there. There's no question about that. It's just, it's not a disqualifier, especially if you don't have better options. Do I wish we had better options? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they better for damn sure get working on it for uh, for, for 2028. And, and maybe they should have back in 2020, but they didn't. Oh, fully. They didn't, and we're here now, and we have to deal with that. That is that is the lesson. Like, 
the bridge candidate thing, like there was there was no no other side to that bridge. Okay? <laughs> That's why we ended up here. It was half a bridge. It only ever was, and that was on the party. That was a failure, I don't know. Uh not, something not about just, preparedness. But not just the party. It's on us as well because we have to insist on these things and we have to be asking these questions. We can't just suddenly say, Oh look, it's twenty twenty four, this guy's old. Well, you it know? could have been other parties too. I mean, I'm not even gonna say it's it's on on the incumbent. Uh, there were no, there were not uh, a the the abundance of options. Mm-hmm. And now that we're we're living this, it's 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 going to play out the w- in in due time. And and we're really going to see the contrast between these these what these people represent and how they lead. We ju- we just you know held up Trump to Biden as far as comparisons in competency, in decisions made, in words spoken, and um, you know if people are not more concerned about Donald Trump's mental ability than they are at Biden's, they're missing something. They are absolutely not paying attention because. All you have to do is look at the facts, look at what has been said, look at the policies, uh, look at um, uh, how people express themselves. And there's no way you can see Biden as as um, uh, somehow less competent than Trump. There's just no way you can see that. People are living longer. And I think that's another part of this. Yeah, that's a, the media, a big problem. The big media problem. has nothing to compare and, and really base... Um, what we might be seeing in this country as far as leadership, especially in light of the list that you read worldwide, by comparison, this is really kind of not not as unusual as we are experiencing here. And the same, I was saying the same thing uh, another week, basically about the vice presidency and how that's been reimagined and and something and is something new now. Um, and this age thing, I mean. If it is so that leaders are are um, staying on in the way they are, like can we as a society adapt? Can we can we handle that? Because there are there are cases where it doesn't it hasn't ended well, and there are other cases where um, it can work. But we as a society have to kind of have an idea or a, a an ideal in our head and and um, help people navigate this with grace and dignity and not really um be so aghast and and focus only on that because there's so many other attributes to this race right right and you know if you look at um uh some of the um um the promises and threats that are lying in the future uh for instance uh trump wants a leadership change at the republican national committee of course he's going to get it what does he want he wants his daughter-in-law to be running things along with him so trump and trump does are there any alarm bells ringing and <laughs> people seeing this that this guy's taking over an entire political party in this country and uh, putting his family in charge of it that is uh that's a red flag that's a lot of red flags really we all should be concerned with things like that people being purged people being uh erased from history and uh having their, their political career shattered because they didn't fall into lockstep with everything that he said. We have this situation. Um, uh, this is an interesting story that came out today in the New York Times. On Capitol Hill, Republicans use bigoted attacks against political foes. Yeah. Um, 
uh, it starts talking about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, and how she stood on the House floor this month to announce her proposal to censure the only Somali-born member of Congress. She said she was seeking punishment for Representative Ilhan Omar of Somalia, I mean Minnesota. Earlier that same week, Representative Troy Nels of Texas called the black husband of another Democratic woman of color, Representative Cory Bush of Missouri, a thug. He then said Ms. Bush, who was also black, had received so many death threats because she was so loud all the time. At a hearing across the Capitol, Senator Tom Cotton, Republican of Arkansas, grilled the chief executive of TikTok, Show Chu, about his nation of origin. Mr. Cotton repeatedly demanded to know whether Mr. Chu, who is from Singapore and of Chinese descent, was Chinese, held a Chinese passport, or was a member of the Chinese Communist Party. No, Senator, again, I'm Singaporean, Mr. Chu responded with agitation after saying several times that he was not Chinese. Around the same time, House Republicans released their report on impeachment charges against Alejandro N. Mayorkas, the Cuban-born Homeland Security Secretary, who is the first Latino to lead his department. Using unusually loaded language for a committee report, the panel described this action as deporting Secretary Mayorkas from his position. And the examples go on and on and on. The green light is being given by the people that are being put in power. It is really of concern. Age is a concern, but <laughs> this is something that is a true danger to the country. And uh, we had damn well better pay attention to that. Oh, t- yes. Tell me more about what we are not talking about. <sighs> Unfortunately, we won't be able to tell you more. Because we are just about out of time, but boy, this is this is interesting. This is um, uh, something that we will be following. Uh, of course, the special election continues up until 9 o'clock, so if you're in District 3, make sure you get out there and vote before 9 o'clock um, and um, pay attention to what's what's going on, because it is vital, it is relevant. It's, it's something that will affect the future for a long, long time to come, um, and... Um, don't be discouraged. There's a lot of, um, of, of danger out there. There's a lot of threats of, of bad things happening. But if we pay attention and, uh, and, and continue to do the right thing, we'll make it through. It's, a, it's all a big test. All right. OTW at 2600.com is our email address. Something about side two of quadrophenia. I don't know what it is, but it it still works after 50 years. Uh, we'll be back next week. Please keep listening to WUSB because you never know what's around the corner. But it's definitely going to be interesting. So long. See you next time. Good night.
You are listening to WUSB Stony Brook. Captain Phil filling in on the snow day. What a uh, what an honor to follow uh, one of my uh, favorite shows. Kind of amazing. Be on after off the wall. It really is. It's tuned in for the last uh, 15 minutes. I'll uh, I'll go on the Google machine. Uh, I'm here till nine o'clock, as far as I know, because there are issues uh, getting into the station for the DJs. Let's move the station up here. It's not. I'm 160 miles north, and. Uh, not a single snowflake on my front lawn. A lot of deer, coyotes, but no snowflakes. Uh, one of the things I thought about when uh, when when uh, Off the Wall was talking about everything that's going on, I just remember the Democratic primary back when Biden uh, was running for the nomination, and how disappointed. The young people on Long Island were when they couldn't vote for Bernie Sanders because you had to be registered with a particular uh, party to be able to vote in that party's primary. And a lot of, um, I want to say the word kids, but I guess it's disrespectful. A lot of young people uh, went to the went to the polls and couldn't vote and were extraordinarily disappointed. Because that information wasn't properly um, transmitted to them. So, that might be some of the Biden hate as well that's coming down the pike. But, I think you got to look to 2028. 20, if you're in your 20s and 30s, that's going to be your time. Um, we'll see what happens. Who knows? But, you are listening to WUSB Stony Brook. This is Gail Elliott and the Electromags. And uh, I'll be on 9 o'clock, or maybe be longer, depending on what's going on. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, I'll do a little weather coming up. 